Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, part in the podcast. What is it now, Karen? Episode nine. Good evening to you, Bethany. Hello. I'm very upbeat tonight. I'm I'm feeling pretty good. It's episode nine. Uh, it's our US presidential election special. But more importantly, we're having a wee drink as well because it is. it's Saturday night. Saturday night, baby. <laughs> Love that Fashion. song. Yeah, that really takes me back to like paps and stuff. Oh, I miss it. I miss it. Maybe one day after lockdown. Anyway, it's a double celebration, isn't it? It's a double so celebration. We're celebrating Trump being. <laughs> <laughs> so Trump is out, and what's Trump? the next thing we're celebrating? Scotland are going to the oh, fucking Euros. <laughs> Good things coming in threes. What is next? Um, I don't know. Our podcast going to number one. <laughs> Our podcast going to number one. <laughs> Stranger things have happened in 2020. So, I mean, honestly, I mean, they literally have. So, who knows? We could be viral overnight. I think it's going to happen. We've been saying that since uh, day one. Maybe viral isn't the right term, actually, in these times. It's probably quite sensitive. Oh, no. Oh no, um, really popular? <laughs> Super popular and spreading really quickly. We, we were briefly talking before we started recording about um, me being a pop star. And <laughs> if I was, what I think 2020 needs is like a song like Saturday Night, like with a dance that we can all learn in lockdown, right? Mm. And then the first like big night out. So like I'm talking like a cha-cha slide, a Macarena, Saturday right. Night, something like that. I mean, maybe this is what TikTok is. Oh shit, this yeah, has already been invented. <laughs> <laughs> that, that does sound like TikTok, but then like TikToks for like Gen... Yeah, one one that is like a, a classic that everyone can do, like the slosh, cha-cha slide, but a new 2020 version. Okay. And we can but... all practice it. We can all do Zoom practices. And then when we go to our first nightclub in probably 2025, we'll all be experts. <laughs> okay, and very interesting. I don't, it's hard to envisage something, isn't it? It's like thinking of a new colour. Um, it's like thinking of a new colour. You can't imagine it. It's the same way you can't imagine a new dance craze. So we've had a couple of weeks since our last recording, um, and I've got a, I've got a submission to read out. Okay. 
a submission, yeah. not, not, not via the usual channels, because normally you can submit things to us on our email, which is what is an account at gmail.com. Or, nice plug. Uh, <laughs> very slick, wasn't it? I'm getting it was. Uh, and our Instagram as well, which is at what is it now, Ken? But this one's come via WhatsApp. So a little bit out of the blue, but we'll take it. We'll take it. Yeah. Um, so this anonymous listener has sent it in. Now, I think we're going to have an interesting debate here. Ooh, okay. Okay. So listener says, my colleague was in Aldi, had her 16-year-old daughter with her. They put a gin bottle on the belt. The till person refused to sell her the gin as her daughter had touched it. My colleague talked, <laughs> my colleague called her a job's worth and asked for the manager who also refused to sell it. It ended up that another customer saw the whole debacle, went after my colleague outside the shop, then went back in to buy it for her and ended up doing a cash transaction socially distanced outside of Aldi. Mm. End of submission. Um, she did have a point though. Her daughter merely touched it and the woman was like, nope, I don't care if you're 15, it's for you. We've been trained. Trained on, I don't know what, but... Yeah, okay, so my first instinct is to be on the side of the, the shop worker because they're usually on minimum wage. Right. You don't get paid enough to take that kind of shit from people and for all for all that shop worker knows that could have been a mystery shopper and Um. it could have been a test or something so uh, she has a bit of a job's worth but you know uh, i don't know um i'm so i'm i'm kind of on the i'm on the fence with this one i think I, i don't know what to think well, that's what I said. I was like, well, who is a Karen in that situation? Because on the one hand, you've got someone who's been like, probably being a bit ridiculous. Like, it's clearly a mother and daughter doing the weekly food shop and the mum's buying a bottle of gin for herself and she can't buy it because she's with a 16-year-old. But by the same token, like, that customer is then called the, the cashier a job's worth and literally asked for the manager. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's textbook Karen. If you actually look t- up Karen in Urban Dictionary, it's like... Exactly. Um, so the listener said it was a Karen standoff, guns at noon. Gin, <laughs> but then she then they correct himself. Gins at noon. Lol. Oh, of course. Handbags yeah, so at dawn. It's it's a tricky one. I think I think I'd probably say, I think if I was in that situation, I'd be really annoyed. If I was trying to buy gin, yeah. But also, if I worked. As a cashier, I'd also be really annoyed. Like working in that coffee shop when I was a teenager, you used to have to deal with people that. All the yeah, time. and I always, I always think that in situations like that, the that your anger is always directed to the wrong person. So, I'm sure that cashier didn't make up that rule herself. You know, <laughs> is it? Um, you know, they have training and things like that. So, you know, direct your, ang- your anger to the managing director of Aldi, not to the person who's on minimum wage at the, ca- at the cash desk. <laughs> you know, direct, direct your Karen anger and write an email, an angry worded email to the CEO of Aldi. <laughs> I bet they will never, I mean, they, if you're, I mean, if they're that bothered by it, then fine, but... I've um I had a similar scenario once. I was like eighteen and I was trying to buy like a DVD or something, and it was a fifteen. And I, they tried to ID me, and then they wouldn't sell me the fifteen film. I was like, I was like, I'm fully like eighteen years old. What's going on here? But if you work in a shop, so I worked in a shop before, and the 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 training is under no circumstances whatsoever of you to sell alcohol, anything, you know, whether it's uh, knives, anything. Knives? Knives. I don't know. What what kind of shop did you work in? Alcohol and knives? I thought you worked in... Well, I'm going to have to bleep that out. um, (laughs) Well, we sold... um, You couldn't sell nail glue to under-16s. What glue? Nail glue. 
like for stick on nails and oh. we also sold um cigarettes as well so we were told under yeah the irony of a, a chemist Wait, selling cigarettes you sold um, fags and stop saying <laughs> you've said it just bleep it out yeah we were we were told under absolutely no circumstances of you to sell to anyone under 18 without ID. It was challenge 25. You know, we get mystery shoppers in all the time. You know, the shop could get fined. You could lose your job. And the shop could be shut. It was very kind of hammered into you. So I'm thinking when I was in the place that I worked in, I was on like £4 an hour. How is so, that legal, by the way? I'm thinking, I'm just going to do what they say because I don't want to, you know, I don't get paid enough to go against that to try and, I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but... I know what you mean. But, uh, but like, as you say, like, oh, you don't, don't sell alcohol to people who are under 18, but this person wasn't selling it to someone who was under 18. They were selling it no, to a mother. That's, that's what else I was going to say as well. So if, if there was any... Um, suspicion that someone was buying cigarettes for someone else, you couldn't sell them. That you couldn't sell them either. Mm. Okay. So, okay. but at the same time, if it was me, I would be like, oh, "Come on, stop being a job's worth." So, uh, I'm a hypocrite. We had. Um, I had another. Um, another submission actually to talk about. So this was a kind of like informal one that I was just like, oh, I need to um, mention that on on my, on my podcast that I have. <laughs> uh, one of my pals said that they were going to write a strongly worded email or letter to Glasgow City Council because uh, she went back to get her car, which she'd parked on the Crow Road, um, and it wasn't there. She um, is. A bit like you, Bethany, in that, you know, comical things tend to happen to her quite a lot. Like, quite bad luck and things. Like, just like, anyway, she seems to kind of lurch from one disaster scenario to the next. It's always just like, about like, I don't know. I can sympathise with that. I mean, she listens to this podcast, so I, I hope she's not offended by that. But anyway, so she went back to get her car on the crow road and it wasn't there. And she was like, I'm bloody positive that I parked my car here. Like, so her and her mum were like searching for it everywhere. And they were like, <laughs> where the hell's the car? So they went to the police station to report it like missing. Well, stolen, <laughs> I suppose. So they um, called the authorities. So they, they escalated, escalated to authorities. <laughs> And then the woman, like, behind the desk, the, the WPC, if you can still call them that, was away make a few calls, and then they came back, and they were like, oh, your car's actually in um, White Inch, because they had to do roadworks on the Crow Road. And she was like, what? She's like, yeah, they just lifted your car and took it to White Inch and left it parked in, like, White Inch. <laughs> she had to walk to White Inch to get it. And, like, apparently up your sketchy street. So they didn't even like call, they didn't even tell her like oh your car's parked here we're gonna move it they just like I don't know how they do that how did because surely our handbrakes on how do they actually move the car? I was gonna say I don't know I think that would warrant a an email. Oh I wouldn't even bother like what's the point she's not gonna get compensation. I know, like, I know that's the thing. For you. Anyway it's Saturday night we're having a good time I've got a wee innocent gun what have you got? Amstel. Amstel Classic. I do like Hashtag not sponsored, but would like to be. Yeah, if Innocent Gun will get any uh, free goodies going, gladly give you a promo. Actually, does anyone? <laughs> <laughs> not Morrison's though. I would sell anything. <laughs> I would do anything <laughs> for love. And sponsorship. Um, what's, the worst, what's the worst product you would place in this podcast what was like your limit um like the most disgusting or awful thing that you would be prepared to plug for a sponsorship do you know what i really really wouldn't do i really wouldn't plug any like diet pills or anything like that 
mainly because I'm probably too fat to vlog anything like that. Where is this coming from? (laughs) That's where that's what all the hashtag influencers sell. They just sell like um, tea that makes you shit yourself and lose weight. (laughs) Um, Diet gummy bears, diet lollipops. I think I I don't think I would have the the heart to sell anything like that. But anything else. Give me the charcoal toothpaste. Give me the blackhead remover. Give me. That's fine. No, they're all very like modern social <laughs> media things to like advertise. I want to know like what's the most disgusting or horrible or like awful thing that you'd be like. How low would you be willing to go? Like, would you be willing to like plug? I don't know, like adult nappies or something for oh, like. Oh, okay, like thrush cream or something. <laughs> like yeah, vagisal. Vagisal. <laughs> probably sell that yeah <laughs> i mean i wouldn't do like i wouldn't do like close-ups i wouldn't do like a live demonstration but uh, i i would bloody well hope not i'd be swiftly shutting my laptop down like that. <laughs> um but would you open would you open this podcast with what is it now karen is brought to you by vagisil absolutely would you <laughs> Would you not? I mean, I don't have one, so I feel I feel out of place. It will about like um, I don't know, just for men. No, that's hair dye. Um, Anusol, like hemorrhoid cream. <laughs> okay. <for> that. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Anusol. Scratching that itch. Whatever <laughs> <laughs> their slogan is. <laughs> Anyway, joy to the world. The Trump is gone. I, I almost, well, I feel like Biden has been announced like four or five times this week. It's like Joe Biden is the 47th president of the United States. And then I watched the news like a couple of days later and it's like he's, they've announced him again. It's just a bizarre I think it's just because they they haven't officially finished counting yet, and then like it's, America's got such a weird system with that whole electoral college thing. So like it's yeah. then, even then the electoral college has to meet in December and ratify it and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm so pleased. It had so to happen. Fl- it had to happen after the year everyone's had. Well, see, at one point though, Bethany, I was like, I think he may win another term. Yeah. Well, the polls were the polls were. Um, in favour of Biden, but that's what happened the last time when the polls were saying that Hillary was going to win and then that just didn't happen. Oh God, I know. And she, I mean, she won the popular vote but didn't win the electoral college. Yeah, so. and don't get, Trump is still, I think, I can't remember what stat it was, but Trump, it was cl- really quite a close race. It wasn't, uh, Joe Biden didn't win by the, I don't think, the landslide that everyone was expecting. Yeah, I think I, I saw somebody say that like a 0.5% swing would have been enough yeah. for Trump to win, which is quite scary. Because, I mean, he's still got like over 70 million votes. So mm-hmm. like, there's still 70-odd million adults in that country who think that Donald yeah. Trump is, is, a, is fit to be president. But do you know what I will say is that... Uh, I don't know what the word... I'm, I can't say I'm too excited about a 78-year-old man... A seventy-eight-year-old white man being the president, I, I'm just not that excited by it. I'm I'm excited because it's not Trump, but that's about <laughs> as far as it goes. I think. Oh no, that's fair enough. And I, I see where you're coming from. Like it is another, you know, old white man, male, male, pale, and still. Yeah. But at least, like, this is what I was saying to somebody else. I was like, see, everyone that was saying, like, oh well. Biden's still going to be a war criminal. He's still going to like drop bombs on Yemen and do drone strikes and part of the whole kind of American imperialist system. I'm like, absolutely, he absolutely will, and I that's that's true. I I'm not defending that, but at least he's not a literal fascist moron. Yeah, I wonder if Trump will still do all like his rallies. He probably will, by the way. Yeah. Because I, I don't think his, his, his following is like a cult following and they go to all these rallies. It's like a, you know, like a pop concert. They get all these kind of the trumpets and all his groupies and everything. <laughs> it's, 
I love that, by the way, because first of all, because it sounds like trumpets, and also because <laughs> it makes me think of like I don't know, like like a Motown girl group or something. Yeah, the trumpets. Yeah. No, I I, I think like going forward, he's still going to have he's he's almost going to be like a kind of a leader of shadow, like a shadow US. Because like you don't normally, you don't. And I mean, I don't know a lot about American politics, but you don't have like a leader of the opposition in America the same way you do here. No, it's not like that. You may have like um, a house, somebody in the Senate or something, but it's not like you have, you know, leader of the Tories, leader of the SNP, leader of Labour. So he could be like that kind of figure, I think. Mm-hmm. Every every possibility he could come back in twenty twenty four and and win it, which is terrifying. I, I'm not even thinking that far ahead. That is just too much to think about at the moment. When we're dealing with the the new mink strain of COVID. We're not talking about that. <laughs> Sorry. Bleak that out. Yeah. Bleak that out. I can't I can't actually handle that, so Okay, fair enough. <sighs> no, what I was going to say, aside from um all the comments that he's made about women, the thing that annoys me, or not annoys me, maybe annoys the wrong word to use, that I dislike the most about Trump is how divisive he is. And he is, um, yeah, he elicits anger in people. He is, yeah, he's a, what we'd call a demagogue. So he plays on people's fears he plays on people's insecurities and makes sort of complex situations, you know, like your Im- the immigration in America, build a wall. You know, it, it has, it turns these sort of complex <laughs> issues into, into kind of simple, like, sound bites. And it's just... Yeah. I even saw a tweet from him today talking about... Um... He was saying, Cong- he was saying something like about uh, Congress must um, must now enact a COVID relief bill. Must be big and must be big and effective and happen fast, like that kind of thing. He's like, you'd actually not. He's, we've had four years of somebody who who doesn't actually say anything but talks a lot. Yeah, and it does appeal to people who. Ugh, I mean that. Ugh, I don't know. I don't want to be rude, but if you're going to fall for that where there's actually no substance to what a person's saying then you can't be that bright I kind of I actually disagree because it is the job of um, elected officials to run the country and to not lie and mislead people and you know people but this is a man who was nearly impeached for lying in office yeah. Lying to federal investigators. But I don't blame people for trusting the President of the United States of America. You're trying to play devil's advocate here against yourself. Yeah. <laughs> don't bother. The guy's a dick. No, he is. He is. But I don't necessarily blame people for, because he also play. He also tries to sort of get the working class vote. You know, they may be struggling. Um, you know, they work hard. And... Donald Trump is saying, oh, the reason that you're not as well off as, um, or the reason that you can't find the job is because immigrants. And then you're sort of saying at the back of your mind, well, okay, well, I can't get a job and I'm struggling and, and there are a few immigrants in my area. So, and that's what I'm saying about the, the divisiveness of it and the inciting hate. Yeah, starting up racial, racial hatred. R- yeah, absolutely. Racial hatred, you know, homophobic, transphobic hatred general xenophobia but i suppose he did one he he won his initial campaign you know on the essentially on the back of saying you know that whole that saying that he had which was like drain the swamp and he was anti-establishment which is quite ironic considering he's supposedly like a billionaire or whatever that he is anti-establishment and he was going into like change washington and get rid of all these supposed like fat cat bureaucrats and things and obviously his administration has just been like, has just kind of stumbled from one shambles to another. But at the heart of it, he's a guy who's 
just full of vitriol and bile. All the things he said about like saying that you know Mexicans were what did they call Mexicans like rapists and murderers and thieves and shithole countries in Latin America and everything like that you know just a horrible horrible guy and and although um you know America's still going to be you know the world's greatest menace under Joe Biden like at least he's a guy who will face up to I don't know gay pride or trans rights or black lives matter and I know uh, we've spoken before how it's like woke, like woke capitalism, and I think the same goes for like woke politics, where you just like tweet or say a say a line or a slogan and pretend that that's you doing something about it. But at least there's somebody that can acknowledge that it's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Somebody that acknowledges Imagine what that's issue. like. Oh, I forgot what that's like. So, um, in terms of in terms of a Karen for this week, I think. I don't think we're going to linger too long on them, just because we're generally just a bit joyous. <laughs> um, Mine's quite. F- I've got kind of. I just want to share a kind of couple of um, clips that I think will tickle the listeners, perhaps. Tickle them. Okay. So. Let me, let me get another beer before you start. Are you going first then? Um, I'll go first because mine's, we're not going to talk about that much. Okay. Probably not for mine either. Oh, we can just, we're having a drink, we're having a good time. I've moved on to the wine, by the way. Oh, what's, was that a wee rosy? It's the one I was telling you about yesterday, the Zinfandel. It's honestly like juice. It looks a little too dark for me. It doesn't, oh, it's yeah. it quite dark. It's not like a blush pinot, it's a true rosy. But it's like, it doesn't taste like alcohol at all. Mm. It's like drinking juice. Um, ten and a half percent. Dangerous stuff. Um, okay. So I have packed out this person. Um, I was I had a quick scroll through their Twitter, and it's just full of the kind of usual like Trump, Trumpist, Trumpism, um, kind of statements and rhetoric um one of these people that's like count every legal vote and stuff um <laughs> that was really funny i thought by the way they were like one yeah. in one state they were all chanting count the vote and in the other state they were all ch- chanting stop the count <laughs> i think it's um the votes are only legal if it's for donald trump <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the, that's basically it um yeah just total total hypocritical idiots um don't even think about what they're saying like listen to what you're actually saying anyway so i've picked this i've picked this one out just because of the we talk about sentence structure a lot and she has this this tweet is six words long nice and uh she really got me with it so um she's replied to joe biden who in turn had retweeted a a news channel. So abc news said the u.s has officially left the paris agreement three years after president trump announced it would leave Joe Biden retweeted it. Today, the Trump administration officially left the Paris Climate Agreement, and in exactly 77 days, a Biden administration will rejoin it. And Laura has commented below, rub a lamp, it's not over. (laughs) I just thought it was so... Rub a lamp. I've never heard that phrase before. No, but I think I'm going to start using that. Oh, rub a lamp. Oh, rub a lamp. So I think she's referring to Aladdin. Yeah. Rub a lamp. It's not over. So that's she's got the kind of attitude of like, it's not over to the fat lady sings. Like she still is fully, fully believing that Trump is going to um, win this election, despite losing it, which is quite interesting. Um, <clears throat> some of her other tweets. She's replying to people like Bernie Sanders and various other Democrat figures. She's called people like a socialist schmuck and all these kind of things. But one um, interesting tweet was, she said, uh, she replied to Bernie Sanders and said, count every legal vote. We need transparency. We've been told for years that there has been election interference. I was like, yeah, election interference in your 
preferred candidates election last time out like there was proof that russia interfered in that election like what are you talking about totally bizarre well um while we're on the on the topic of like legal votes and trump supporters like not accepting the result of the election um this is a um video on the telegraph because we like to mix up the sources that we use on as in karen it's always good to read different sources okay to give you a bit of context this is a woman in nevada Okay. And she is wearing a hat that says socialism sucks. <laughs> Fashion. Here's what this woman thinks of the election results. And it's the press that called it. And it's fully proof that the press is manipulating and propagandizing this whole election. They're brainwashing people. You can see it clearly. Wow, she actually introduced me to a new verb there, propagandizing. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they're all and they're like calling for transparency um because they lost, basically. Yeah. Oh, honestly, these people. They but that's that's part of it. You said earlier it's like a cult and it really is like they're they're like so fully the Karen in chief. <laughs> They are so fully invested in this guy that they cannot possibly countenance the fact that he might have lost. Like they can't, they cannot believe it. They can't possibly be true. I mean, I, I saw another tweet today, and somebody had said, "Oh, the media are so focused on Trump's rhetoric and they ignore his long list of accomplishments, but they'll spend the next four years." Um, focusing on Biden's rhetoric and ignore his long list of failures. It's like, well, first of all, what actually are Trump's accomplishments? Like, has he done anything positive? Mm. Second of all, listen to yourself. Like, you're so caught up that you think that you think that Trump's had a long list of accomplishments, and you think that Biden will have a long list of failures. Like, you and yourself are trying to call the press out for being biased while being ridiculously biased yourself. You need to be able to step outside yourself sometimes. And I know people probably, they could probably try and say the same thing about me, maybe, and say, you know, like, if, you know, if I support Scottish independence, if I'm, you know, left wing in my politics, then they could probably reverse it, you know, flip it and put it on me. But I still, I think I have the capacity to like step outside myself sometimes and say, actually, hmm, I don't agree with that side of my own politics and, you know, what have you. These people just seem to be really blind. And like, as you said, like, they will still go to his rallies, even though he's not an elected official. They will still see him as like a a leader. Mm-hmm. I think for that, the kind of blind following of Trump, I think social media has a big part to play in it. We know now that social media is an echo chamber. It feeds stuff that you want to see and people that you agree with. Even if you don't necessarily, even if you follow different people and you're friends with different people who have opposing views, you will get shown stuff that you like. And that's just all to do with the algorithm. The the time that it was so blind, that it was actually quite scary for me was the... Brexit referendum in 2016. Oh yeah. Everything that I was reading on social media was pointing towards Remain. But as we now know, social media is just an, an echo chamber and the, the algorithm was only feeding me things that I was interested in, which was clearly Remain. It's the algorithm, it's also the people that you follow, like you're not going to follow people that you don't like or disagree with do you know what I mean you're well, only I, f- I do though um I follow a whole, whole a whole different range of people sometimes follow people that I disagree with and I think all oh, these tweets really annoying but I still follow them but the algorithm on all social media platforms it understands so for example on our remain news article it will know that I read that full entire article, but I skipped past a Nigel Farage article. 
Oh, by the way, you see, you learn, it learns your behaviors and it learns what you most commonly do and it feeds you things that you'll like. No, absolutely. And, the, and that's why Trump, you know, these Trump supporters, I think social media has a massive part to play in it because, you know, you're just constantly fed things that don't really necessarily challenge what you believe in. Um, I know, I, I, I know what you mean. You, you end up thinking that your kind of own thoughts get amplified and your own beliefs get kind of fortified and like re- reinforced, and you're like, "Yes, this is this is a movement. This is what we're doing. This is this mm-hmm. is happening." And then, and obviously, and it happened with the, it happened with the general election when um, Boris Johnson um, was elected. You, I was thinking to myself, "Absolutely no chance in hell." This. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought I thought that a good chunk of English voters would vote for him, but I never ever thought that. It was won by that amount, and it purely based on what I saw on social media. Like I was convinced that there was a kind of bit of momentum behind Corbyn. That's really what's scary about kind of social media, and especially in America, where it is so divisive, and we're not able to see the other point of view anymore. And that, and I'm not even being dramatic here. That is when like civil war happens because you have two opposing sides. And there's no, yeah, there's no compromise. There's no compromise. There's no let's meet in the middle on this one. It is you're right and I'm wrong, and you can't and you're and no one can be challenged. Yeah, and what's uh, and uh, on that particular point, I mean, I don't think America will come to civil war, but I I actually don't know anymore. I (laughs) I really, really I think this year anyway, stranger things have happened than that. I mean, I think it's going to be like transitioning from Trump to Biden is going to be messy. I think there's going to be, you know, there's already been legal challenges and there's already been, um, you know, rumblings that Trump is not going to relinquish office. He obviously does have this loyal fan base that we keep talking about and he and a lot of them are obviously within... And America is just like a totally mental country, like a totally, like a different planet. So you've got these guys that literally have militias, like Republican or neo-Nazi or right-wing, whatever, militias, and they're allowed to walk around on the street with like an assault rifle and things like that. So you do have that element that plays the back of my mind, like, God almighty, there are actually guys out there who would be willing to, you know, kill others and use deadly force probably if Trump called upon them like uh, they absolutely would there and I don't think it would be widespread or anything like that but well and I, and I think on the, on the on the other side of things there are people equally who hate Trump so much and that's why I was saying I don't think civil war is like a, a crazy thing to suggest it's just so oh it's just it's just, I mean, America is just so crazy. It's just so crazy. I hear you've got a game for me. A game? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I want you to fill in the missing word from this person's Twitter bio. Her name is um, Annette. Okay. What do you call a girl who stands in the middle of a tennis court? Annette. <laughs> you should have. I feel like you gave away the punchline to it. Oh, no, I should have. Like... <laughs> okay, so the I will give you. Um, I'll say blank for the word that's missing, and I'll give you the rest of the bio. Okay. Okay. Here is Annette's Twitter bio: blank follower, wife, mother, paralegal. Government is not the answer. Mercy tri- triumphs over judgment. Oh my god, I think I'm drunk. <laughs> Mercy triumphs over judgment. So, what do you think the blank is? Right, so say the blank again. Blank follower, wife, mother, paralegal. Government is not the answer. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Trump follower? Oh, no, it's not that. Pence follower? Pence? No, it's not Pence. Jesus follower? Oh! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Christ follower, wife, mother, 
paralegal. Is a Christ follower not a Christian? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think she's put them in order of um, value to her? Christ follower, then wife, then mother, then paralegal. Maybe like um, order of appearance. <laughs> Cast an order of appearance. Christ follower, wife, mother, paralegal. What is a paralegal anyway? It's um. They work in law firms. I'm not too sure the the role, but it's something to do with the law. Right. Okay. Okay. I've got another. We can do that again with her pinned her pinned tweet, which is three words long, um, and it's been pinned since 2017, and she has accumulated one retweet and nine likes. Nice. I love blank. Now think very. You know, she's a Christ follower. She is a Trump supporter. She's from America. She's, you know, she doesn't have a Karen hairstyle, but she definitely wouldn't wear a mask in the shop. And she definitely would ask for the manager if they wouldn't sell her gin. I love blank. Guns. That's a, that's a good answer, but it's not guns. But you're thinking along the right lines. Um, America. Oh, no. I love... Blank, full stop. God? No, not God, not God. You were closer with America. Um, I love my country. No. Think like classic, like Southern America... Gun toting Republican heartland, like patriotic to their state. I love the Constitution. <laughs> I would die for the Constitution. I love the Fifth Amendment. What's the Fifth Amendment? Oh, that's the right to remain silent. What's the one about gun? The right to carry arms. What amendment? The right is to that? bear arms. The right to bear arms. First, second. Oh, I'm not sure. Second Amendment. I always hear people say Second Amendment, but I never know what they mean. No, okay, it was. Tell me. It was. Um, I love Texas. Full stop. <laughs> now I don't know if that means she's just a big fan of Charlene Spiteri, or if she's talking about her home state. Well, the band Texas, I think, did chart in the US, but I think that was maybe in the late nineties. <laughs> What did Texas actually sing? I actually can tell you a Texas song. You're my black-eyed boy And you will know That there's nowhere else to go <laughs> Whoa! Um, so that was Annette from Texas, I presume. She's not from Texas, she should definitely move there. Sorry, can we just... Do a quick shout out to Melania. Oh, well done, Chick. You did it. Four years of... Well done. Here's a wee cheers to Melania. Cheers, Melania. Cheers. I was going to I say, now cheers. you don't need to pretend to like him, but I think towards the end, she really didn't... She wasn't trying too hard to even feign a loving relationship. She literally she looked... She looked how I would look. She looked repulsed to be next to him. I just, I just hope that she's happy and I hope that she's safe because I don't see any redeeming qualities in that man. She will be signing. I reckon she'll want you know, she'll want out the door. But she will be like NDA'd to no end if they what's get that? divorced. What's, what's NDA? Non disclosure agreement. It's like hush hush money contracts. Do you know who I feel really bad for? The wee, the wee guy, what's his name? Oh, uh, Baron. Baron, is that his name? Baron Trump. What a name. I know. I associate that with, and this is a horrible description of like women who don't have children or can't have children. They say, oh, you're Baron. <laughs> but you've got a liberal woman. I do. <laughs> this is true. I do feel... I do feel bad for Baron because he's only a wee guy and his dad is probably outside those 70 million people in America, the most hated man in the world. 
But yeah, poor Baron, poor Melania. I hope they spend a lot of time just like chilling out. And I hope I she know. gets loads of money in the divorce. I don't think she'll have a divorce. I think she's probably too. I think they probably don't spend that much time together anyway. So it's already like being divorced, and she doesn't have to go through the rigmarole. Mm. What's her citizenship status of interest? This could all have been one big long game. Because I think surely once you've been first lady, you, you're like, there must be something that you're like, I don't know, I'm talking nonsense now. Yeah. I mean, if so, that was the ultimate act of love. <laughs> the ultimate act of love. I'm sure the Catholic education system would disagree with you on that. Oh, yeah. When a man and a woman love each other very much and they're married. <laughs> the ultimate, they, they perform the ultimate act. <laughs> yeah. With the legs out onto the covers. <laughs> <laughs> No movement, no hip thrusting <laughs> No enjoyment either. <laughs> Very starched sheets. <laughs> oh no, she's going to spit her beer out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Catholic guilt strikes again. Do you know who I would love to see president one day? Um, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez. Mm, yes, yes, yes. I thought you were going to say... <laughs> do you know Alexandra who Burke? Like... No. Do you know who I would like to be president? If we're going bad on the boys, vein bad of like, boys. Um, like celebrities being president. What if you had to pick the next celeb president? Yeah, I would pick The Rock. I would pick Morgan Freeman because he's played the president like five times. That's what I saw. I saw something saying, oh, The Rock is running for like 2020 20 or something. I went, well, that would be quite good. <laughs> he, would, he would win, by the way. <laughs> and he would run as a Democrat, so that's fine by me. <laughs> can you imagine The Rock, Dwayne? You know what's funny, though, is that I saw that and I just I didn't even question it, that it would, you know, <laughs> that it was ridiculous or anything. I was just like, oh, yeah, that, that, he'll be good. <laughs> he, would do a, he would do a job, by he the way. He would do a wee turn. <laughs> he, would do a, he would do a turn. The second celebration that we haven't really touched on yet, but we'll just do it really briefly. Is the fact that Scotland are going to a major tournament for the first time in 22 long, 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 I'm waiting on this webpage to load, long years. Jeezel. <laughs> Got you with that second one. Surprise! <laughs> I was um, I was crying. Did you cry? I thought I would cry, but I think I was so tired that I couldn't cry because I actually only got to see. I was fuming. I didn't realize till last week. I was like, I'm working till nine, till half past eight, nine o'clock next Thursday. I can't believe it. Scotland finally have a concrete chance of getting to a major tournament, and I'm working. I could not believe it. But I made it home for the last 30 minutes. And then I was thinking to myself the whole way through, I was like, 1-0 up, literally about to qualify. I was like, surely to God, we can't have any more bad luck. Surely to God, we can't. Like, surely it's going to happen this time. And then it happened. 89th minute equaliser. <laughs> and then I was sitting to myself, I was like, Joe, why did you think that this wouldn't happen? This was that's, always going to happen. That's the Scotland way. That is the Scotland way. And then extra time, I thought we were going to get pumped because we were knackered and Serbia were all over us. And um, we did it. Penalties. Unbelievable. And I was literally, I, I was on the floor under a blanket. I couldn't watch. I couldn't watch penalties. Yeah, it was. I just I had to keep looking away and like ducking under. I couldn't do it. And oh, the celebrations at the end, it's. All the, inter- the interviews with Ryan Christie—that was that got me blubbering. Oh, I know. What are we? Like the year, the year we've had, the year everyone's had as a nation. And then my friend texts me and said, "Oh, I hope we'll be able to all watch the games in a beer garden." And that made me cry at the thought of potentially seeing your pals, 
seeing friends next summer and watching Scotland in the Euros? Oh, unbelievable. Just so... Oh, I can't... Do you know what it is, though? It's like, it's not even sunk in, because, like, normally watching big games like that, I'd be with, like, my brothers and my dad and my mum. Yeah. Like, or we'd be in the pub and, like, you know, it would be... a Oh, that would have been, that would been class in the pub last night. Not last night, tonight. Or like a big screen or anything, like a big yeah. screen in John Square or anything. But like, it was a bit underwhelming, like kind of watching it by myself mm. and like being absolutely knackered. And then, but it's, it's honestly still not sunk in. I can't believe it. Mm. Um, well, well, will we wrap things up there then on a high? We should, we should finish on a high. Yes. And I don't think we will obviously not have a vote this week because it was just a wee election special because that was quite a monumental election. We've obviously not done it justice because you can only ever scratch the surface in, in these things. Okay. And also had a, had a couple of cans. <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow, like, subscribe, all the good stuff. Uh, we're on Instagram. It's what is it now, Karen? And we're also on Gmail. We're <laughs> on Gmail. <laughs> you can email us at whatisitnowkaren at gmail.com. Don't be afraid to send stuff in. We aim to get back to everybody between um, three to five working days. Yep. So we're quite swift. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope you are looking forward to four years of no Trump. Notice how I didn't say looking forward to four years of Biden because I know some people yeah. were like, uh, but. A world without a Trump presidency is a a better world. I'll drink to that. So will I. Chin chin. Cheers. Oh, yes, sir. I I can boogie. We're kind of harmonising right now. I'm liking it. We actually were though. You could probably fade that audio right into I Can Boogie. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.